due to technical difficulties beyond our control. The podcast originally scheduled to be canceled at this time will now be aired. All right, and welcome to Dictator for a Day. Dictator for a Day. I am Dennis Dean, and I am not a dictator for a day. Now, most of us wonder what would happen if we won the lottery. But I also wonder what would happen if I were dictator for a day. What would I do? Wait a minute. Dictator? Yeah, I know. No one likes a dictator. But now and then it seems our country needs a quicker way of getting things done. A swift kick in the rear. Or someplace. State and federal legislators don't seem to accomplish much. Neither do the bureaucracies. I mean, some of them are really failing. COVID! COVID! Now, while I would never propose a real dictator for a day, unless, of course, it was me. LOL! Dictator for a day is a platform for thinking out loud, knocking out a few ideas, maybe having a little fun. Not all of the ideas are new. Some are. Some aren't. They're not proposed as ready-to-use, out-of-the-box solutions. They're just ideas to stimulate thought. You might like some, none, or all. Some are real. Some will be tongue-in-cheek. You gotta have some fun, right? You got it, Chief. Thank you. Uh, Most of the ideas were developed out of frustration. Frustration with a system that just doesn't seem to be working, and that seems to be working less with each passing day. A lot of the pressing problems in this country just aren't being taken care of. Inflation, crime, shortages, energy. I'm talking about our government in all forms. And when I write or say government... I generally mean governments, plural, be they federal, state, or local. At all levels, government is too frequently not doing what it should be doing. And I think we know why. Government's taken on too much of a life all its own. It behaves in its own best interest, not your best interest, not my best interest, not the public's best interest. Each department, each agency, each division is fiercely protective of itself, and held bent for leather in assuring its perpetual existence. Now, this often comes at the expense of its effectiveness, and sometimes its very mission. They're caught up in the wrong things. The servants are no longer subservient. The servants also aren't accountable. I mean, they think we're working for them. Now, to make a mistake is human, but make enough mistakes in private industry and you're shown the door. Get out of here! Yet, and stay out. rarely in government is anyone held accountable after a screw-up. Life just goes on. Problem is, without accountability, there's no real pressure to work effectively, or efficiently, or to develop solutions. And that's what people want. Solutions. Real people aren't interested in phony bureaucratic mumbo-jumbo or political promises. They want to see action that solves problems. But inefficiency is happening everywhere. As from the federal level down through the state and municipal levels, the school boards, even the lowly homeowner associations, all of them are seeking to expand their spheres of influence and dominion overall. Bureaucrats involved in rulemaking are unwilling to give up their authority. In fact, they seek to expand it. They're granting themselves ever more authority, usurping greater power than than I think they ever were intended to have. And those opposing the rulemakers are often crushed. So, we have this phenomenon of ever-expanding yet non-working government. I call it the us-versus-them theory. I think I began to think that way after reading an article several years ago that said, at the time I read it, the state of Illinois had no fewer than 22 state agencies with arrest powers. What? WTF, dude! Yeah. Um, 
More recently, Congress passed, and President Biden signed into a law, a bill to double the size of the IRS. He would hire 87,000 additional IRS agents. Again. Dude. What? Dude. Yeah. So the first time I said, us versus them, my wife thought I was nuts. Now, she's not so sure. A part of government expansion does occur naturally. Populations increase, technologies change, new industries arrive, new frontiers open. Sometimes an actual problem comes up that needs its own whatever to handle. So some simultaneous growth of government is anticipated. But a lot of government's growth is just in, in cities, cities. cities, purely for the benefit of the government. Bigger bureaucracies are more powerful by their sheer size. If you run a bigger bureaucracy, you are by default a more powerful bureaucrat. And as government departments grow and add more people, they need more rules, more power to enforce all of the stuff the new bureaucrats are doing. And it's the politicians who are at fault. They create the laws that allow this stuff to happen. They create one law and then allow bureaucrats to create rules with the power of law, which is like a whole bunch of other laws. So we'll talk about that in an upcoming podcast. It's a huge problem. It's actually one where the court, in at least one instance, has sided against the bureaucracy of the Environmental Protection Agency. Consider this. The original bureaucracy of the federal government consisted of just three small departments, only three, state, treasury, and war. Today, there are at least 15 departments, and I suspect every one of them is bigger than all three of the original departments combined. There's an old adage. Adage? Yes. Adage. It's a $10 word for old saying. Oh. Don't worry about it. So there's an old saying, every bureaucrat worth his or her salt knows the first responsibility of the bureaucracy is to expand the bureaucracy. All else comes after. Now, I wasn't always a blogger. I used to cover news. Uh, And then I recovered. Anyway, as a young reporter covering the city of Milwaukee, I remember an interview with retired Milwaukee Mayor Henry Meyer. Um, Meyer was quite a character. He was a Democrat. He was the longest-serving mayor of Milwaukee. I think he's still the longest-serving mayor of Milwaukee. He was asked what he would do about a crisis under the new mayor's watch, and he never hesitated. He pulled his pipe out of his mouth, and he declared, Mayor, appoint a Blue Ribbon Committee to study it. Bury it under a whole new set of initiatives. In other words, look like you're solving the problem. Perception, rather than solution, is all that mattered then and is all that matters now. Because the only thing politicians are interested in is making it through the next election with their political offices and their political powers intact. And that's why the same old problems continue. I mean, we all know this. It's why solutions aren't being found. Politicians and bureaucrats are far too interested in how it plays in Peoria than in meaningful outcomes in Milwaukee. You really have to wonder, I mean, at least I do, if they're If there was no next election, would the problem get fixed? If the only reason people had to come into political office was to fix a few things that need fixing, then get out, would they fix those things instead of ruining things? I would have no problem with big government if big government created big solutions, but it doesn't. It simply grows. It's like the Jabba the Hutt government. No growing. Much of government growth is unnecessary growth. And it could be alleviated if we could get at the root causes. 
Now, and this is important, it's not a matter of overthrowing the government to create change. Uh, hey, could you repeat that? It's not a matter of overthrowing the government to create change. We simply need to vote the right candidates into office and kick them out before they become entrenched and dangerous. Now, who those candidates are will be up to you to decide at the ballot box. I will repeat that. Who those candidates are will be up to you to decide at the ballot box. It'll be like diverting a flooding stream. It's not easy, but, and think about this, if the stream is supposed to be watering your garden, and it's actually more like Niagara Falls, Johnstone flood stuff, if it's supposed to be watering your garden, but it's actually submerging and destroying your home, then diverting the stream, no matter how difficult, is worthwhile. So what do we do? Dictator for a day. We'll never propose having a dictator. But we think it's okay to talk about what we might do if we could be dictator for a day and have a little fun with it. And you never know what... It's Benny Franklin, ladies and gentlemen. Inventor, publisher, founding father. Parisian gadabout. Don't forget the ladies. Uh, yeah, Benny, you're a little early. Early to bed. Um, early to rise. No, 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 no. Early, you're... You're not in this podcast. We want you in the next one. Uh, well. <laughs> if you could just wait outside, go invent something. <laughs> fly kite. You insist. Listen, we got to go. Thanks for being here. Hope you can join us for the next podcast. Benny Franklin will be back. Heaven only knows who else will be in here. And we'll talk about term limits. So please join us. Please subscribe to dictatorforaday.substack.com. And thanks for sticking around this long.